Welcome to the Tin Lounge. You've stumbled on our end of the year episode that we do annually. And we discuss a current relevant topic with Jen Lee. Multiple topics, actually. All the topics. All, all the topics. Get <laughs> <laughs> Travels and creator of Fam with Intention. And I'm Corinne, creator of Travel Biz Boss and co-owner of Journey's Travel Company. We know you love your excess baggage, but we're going to do it a little bit differently today because we had a nice long conversation with Jen and we want to get you, get these headlines out of the way first. So are you ready? I am ready. Let's get warmed up. Let's go. (laughs) It's time for excess baggage, which is a speed round of headlines that are pretty self-explanatory so you can learn a lot in just a couple of minutes. According to Travel Market Report, Celestial has launched its first ever online training program, Celestial Stars. The one-stop educational and support portal features tools to help travel advisors make a celestial cruise booking, along with tips on how to earn additional commissions on pre-cruise bookable items and upgrades. Another one from them says that, according to a report in the Wall Street Journal on Tuesday, Delta is planning on rolling out free wireless internet for passengers as soon as next year, a promise that Delta executives have made consistently over the last few years. Travel Pulse reports that Mexico is still on track to be among the world's most visited destinations in 2022. From January to October, the country received 5.1 million tourists on cruises alone. They also report that Holland America has unveiled their 2024 Europe itineraries. In 2024, Holland America Line will deploy four ships on what it says will be its most diverse Europe season ever, with more voyages of 14 days of lo- 14 days or longer, more northern Europe. Northern, Northern European departure ports and more. An article from Travel Weekly says that Kensington Tours is launching a new series of VIP tours in 2023 that will give guests exclusive access at high profile events, luxurious trips and behind the scenes experiences. Black Book by Kensington features a curated set of travel experiences that are meant to elevate VIP access. According to Afar, starting January 8th, China's mandatory quarantine requirement for travelers arriving from abroad will come to an end, marking a major step toward reopening for travel. Another article from them says that getting through TSA will be easier and quicker in 2023. The agency is enhancing its technology and protocols at almost every step of the security screening process with the hopes of reducing congestion and stress for travelers and agents alike. And our high note today is from Travel Agent Central. With the headline, U.S. Traveler Intentions Hold Steady for 2023 Despite Growing Economic Challenges. And that's it for Excess Baggage. Our special guest today, you all know her, love her. You've probably heard her at conferences. If not, you really just sit in on one of her sessions. It's Jen Lee from Travel Planners International. And she is the VP of Industry Engagement and Support. And boy, does she give the industry support. Yes, she does. I cannot wait. I cannot wait for you guys to listen in on this conversation because I feel like it's a great way always to end the year, but also to give you extra motivation to start the new year off strong. Before we get into our discussion, here's a shout out to our podcast network, Traff Market Media. Head on over to TraffMarketMedia.com where you can find some other amazing podcasts to grow and build your business. All right, everyone, it is the end of 2022. And per usual, we have the one and only Jen Lee on the Tin Lounge with us to give us just 
a look at the past year, but also the very much needed pep talk going into the new year. And we are so excited to have you on. Thank you so much, Jen, for joining us once again. Oh my goodness. It's such an honor that you guys ask me to do this every year. And I hope this podcast continues for decades to come. It'll be something else by then. Us too. Us too. I mean, I don't even know where I'm going to be in like the next two years, three years, five years, tomorrow, who knows, but if all goes well, it will be here for decades. Yeah. I mean, boy, this year went by really quickly. Is it just me or did it like go by really, really quickly? Like, holy guacamole. Bad words. (laughs) (laughs) Holy insert bad word. Holy cuss words. (laughs) I know. It's, you know, and it went by so quickly, so very differently than the way 21 went by. And obviously the way 2020 went by. 2022 just felt like, um, like we never stopped, right? Like you guys as advisors never stopped. Those of us in leadership roles, we never stopped. It's like we never stopped and we kind of just rolled right into into it. Like 2022 finally showed up and things finally started happening. And then it then, I don't know how many people hold on to your britches and swim for your life. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Like, like everything we wanted came to fruition, but then it's like, what the heck do we do now? Like it's all here. Like, so first off, hmm? sorry, I was just going to say, like, I feel like we worked so hard on prepping for Mm -hmm. what 2022 was but then 2022 happened, and a lot of it was also reacting to things that we could not foresee. Like, no matter how hard we prepped, yeah. we didn't, there were things out of our control in destination, for example, like understaffing, mm-hmm. and we, we just had to react a lot, of, a lot of the times. But I feel like if we had actually invested the time in taking care of things like systems and processes, like we were talking about, we would have been in a better position in 22. Mm-hmm. So, if mm-hmm. you felt like you were underwater in 22, <laughs> you know what you need to do. Yeah. Exactly. Well, and I think that that's the theme is, and we saw this at our annual conference, uh, I was having one-on-ones with our advisors, and the, the main theme across the board with all of our advisors is, I'm so busy, I'm so busy, I'm so busy, I'm so busy. And it was busy with bookings, right? Like just busy with new inquiries, with people rebooking the third and fourth time and booking two and three trips versus the one. And let's go ahead and do that group now. And it's just like, I'm so busy, I'm so busy, I'm so busy. And so we all want to just go, yay, we're so busy. But at the same time, to your point, Lisa, uh, Lisa, listen to me, to your point, Teresa, it's like we have, I don't know why I called you Lisa. It's to your point, Teresa, we have to, now is the time to make those really not even tough decisions, but be very specific with your next set of decisions. Like be very calculated with your next set of decisions. Strategic. Yeah. Yeah. Because the decisions that you make today in the end of 2022, going into 2023, is going to dictate whether or not that same conversation that we have at the end, I used to, when I was a consultant, I would say, it's, you know, just pretend like it's a year from now and you're having a conversation with a friend and you're talking about the recap of the previous year, right? What do you want that recap to be? What is it that you want to be able to say? I'm really smart. I made the decision to hire an assistant. I, you know, got rid of those associates that weren't producing. I decided to say no to that type of business and yes to this type of, like, what is it that you want that recap conversation to be? at the end of 2023. That's the kind of the decisions you have to make now so that you can, you know, make that happen. Does that make sense? Right. Right. And like, you don't want to be, because 
this year went by in the blink of an eye. So you don't want your head to spin around and you're at the end of 2023, just having the same conversation. Correct. I need, I need to do this. Like, you know what you need to do. Mm-hmm. Oh. I have a list a mile long. I have to say it's pretty intimidating and I'm trying to force myself like, okay, the work is never going to stop. I'm always going to have a to-do list. Take a breath, recharge your batteries here these few mm-hmm. days between Christmas and New Year's and then hit it hard, but it's so hard. My brain is overflowing with ideas and I want to be executing, but I also don't want to be haggard starting the year off. It's really <laughs> We all just shared before that we went live on the podcast. We all just shared when was the last time we washed our hair. Yeah. So it's kind of like, pretty. even washing our hair, even washing our hair has become a strategic, strategic decision. <laughs> Exactly you know, right. that's kind of sad, but it's true. By the way, Teresa just washed her hair today. So yes, I did. Hair right before all. this podcast. So I had like <laughs> these pins in my hair just to shape it. So I'm, I got to remove it for the podcast. Yeah. Um, but so I think we are talking about being strategic and, and applying these different changes in our businesses as we move forward. But I also want people to know that if you start the year off doing things a certain way and you realize that, hey, it's not really working out the way that I had hoped, it's okay to make changes in between mm-hmm. things. Like you don't have to wait for, you know, the next year or like the first six months. Like if things are not working for you as you are in the process, like just mm-hmm. stop it right there and change up what you've been doing. Like don't mm-hmm. waste any more time if you mm-hmm. already know that something is not serving you. So correct. Yeah, I don't want people to feel like they're stuck in something because they've already started something. Yeah, and it's really important to understand that just because your fellow advisor who you look up to does things a certain way does not mean that is what you're supposed to do. That's another thing. People are like, I'm going to totally nail social media this year. I'm going to make it happen. Fabulous. I mean, does it bring you money and make you joy? Is it something? No, I've never been on Facebook before. Then why are you trying to (laughs) nail social media? Like just because somebody else is doing it does not mean it's the right thing for you. And and I'd like to know from um, uh, you two, when do you, what is it that your body tells you? that it's not the right thing for you. What happens? Like, I think everybody has something that happens that tells them, you know what, this isn't right. Is it when it's too hard? I mean, share, share what, what it is for you guys. I'm, I'm the type of person who, um, keep like my feelings are often in my throat. Mm -hmm. So if I'm like something really traumatic happens, I'll actually lose my voice. But when, um, when it's just something that doesn't feel right, it's like, I can feel it. And the Mm -hmm. dread. Mm -hmm. And I just was uh, talking to you guys about how, like, we don't have time to take on things that aren't a good fit for us, but Mm -hmm. I just did it. I just did it this week for a past client. I knew I was going to hate myself. I do hate myself. (laughs) And I can always, (laughs) I'm so irritated. Um, And I did it to myself and I knew better. Um, And we just don't, like we say, we just don't have time for that right now. We need to pay attention to these signals, like you're saying, Mm -hmm. that your body gives you Mm -hmm. and like do the right thing, make room for what you do want. Mm -hmm. Teresa, what about you? Do you get any like... Yeah, I feel like I have to check in with myself um, every, you know, every other day because I feel like once we get super busy with something, we don't really make time to just pause and think. And when I start getting super stressed about something, I actually get a really bad pain in my shoulder. And Mm -hmm. that's where like all my stress just goes into that knot. And so when I start feeling that, I just have to ask myself, okay, what is it that 
is going on in your life that is making all that stress just, just collect in your shoulder. And that's when I'm really not honoring what I know to be true for myself. Mm -hmm. And so if I am, you know, wanting to, you know, try something new, not because I know it feels right for me, but because I see other people doing it, Mm -hmm. it typically does not work out well because it's not really what fits me. Yeah. So having to learn through that and like feel, you know, you can, yeah, you you can definitely feel it. Yeah, Teresa. So it's great. So for Mm -hmm. me, it's the opposite. Like my gut tells me I get like almost I get hot flashes all the time now, but even prior to the hot flash zone. Amen, sister. (laughs) Exactly. I used to like my entire, like there'd be like this feeling that would start in my gut and would go all the way up through my chest. I could feel it in my heart. It was like an anxiety type thing um, when I knew I was on the wrong path. I pay close attention to when I'm on the right path though. Mm. So, you know, sometimes you can be inspired by somebody else's movements, things that they're doing. And so I would suggest, and, and you know, I, we're kind of getting into a little kumbaya situation here, but Woo-woo! quite frankly, our mm-hmm. bodies tell us what's going on. They truly yep. do. In every facet of the, when you fall in love, it, your body tells you. When you don't like somebody, your body tells you. When you don't like the way that jalapeno tastes, your body tells you. You know, your yep. body is definitely your barometer for sure. But, um, I, you know, if you start saying certain things and you're not, for me, it's the, I get this opposite feeling when it's right. I get goosebumps. You ever get goosebumps? Oh yeah. You say it and then all of a sudden you're like. Just the excitement. Yeah. Yeah. All of a sudden you know it to be true. You feel light. Like it feels like you're floating. Like, oh my God, that is such a great idea. Like I just got them right now, which means the three of us are really smart and we're saying the right things to the listeners, right? Uh, Yes. (laughs) Yeah. So when you feel that, whether it's the, the, the negative that's like telling you to stop or the positive that's telling you to go, pay close attention to it. And I always say, just start getting out paper. For me, I like to write. I just doodle. I write. I'm sure, Kareem, you're typing, but you know, I like to write things out until I get to where... I know it to be true. And the thing is, guys, is we know what we know, what we know to be true. You have to trust what you know to be true. And I think that's that's the le- one of the biggest lessons from 2022 is everybody, to your point, Teresa, everybody was prepping, 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 prepping for when it started to open and then it opened. And then what happened to the things that you said you were prepped for, right? And if there were things that just didn't work out, that's okay. Change it. Or if it did work, double down on it. And then going into 23, same situation. Yeah, Kareem. So, you know, um, it's funny that you bring all this up. I was just listening to Amy Porterfield's podcast. And she was talking about this journaling journaling practice that she picked up from someone else who I'm afraid I don't know. But three questions every day. What excited you the most? Mm. What exhausted you the most? And that's how I get really tired when I, my brain just is, is struggling like that. And what did you learn? Mm, so I, I am obviously typing that out every night, but I love the idea of being able to look back and review what excited you the most and what exhausted you the most, especially when we're talking about that immediate course correction, when you realize something's not going right. Yeah. So I've, I've started that. I've committed to trying to do it for at least 30 days and see how it feels. It. But I really like really simple, three quick questions instead of mm-hmm. having to like write out a story or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And just be able to quickly review like, oh, this month, this keeps popping up as exhausting to me. I need to find a way to get rid of this. Yes. Yes. 
And wouldn't you say there's plenty of, so why do you think people say yes to things that they know they want to say no to? Fear. Fear. Oh, I said beer. And I was like, Kareem, not beer. Please, beer Beer is just my reason for living. Fear. Fear. 100%. Fear of what maybe the next sale isn't coming. Maybe I'm never going to make another penny again. You know, or being straight up people pleaser. Yeah. Yeah. People, am I going to insult somebody? Um, Am I saying no because I have fear of it actually working? That's a huge one, guys. Just got off the phone with one of your fellow um, advisors, and I'm actually going to call you both after this. Um, And uh, she's 82 years old, and she wants to retire. By golly, she wants to give her business to another business owner. She wants to just kind of go into their team. Um, Her biggest fear is that she doesn't know what that looks like to not be running her own business. But her biggest fear is to not let somebody else run her own business, right? So it's like, her biggest fear is it might work. It just might work. And she might be able to take herself off the hook and her clients are being taken care of. She's 82, still going strong. But, you know, 82, you know, yeah. she's like, am I allowed to retire yeah. anytime soon? Yes, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Maybe like 10 years ago would have been a good yeah. Yeah. Years yeah. ago. She's still going strong. I mean, she's, <laughs> she's an advisor on the rise, almost platinum. So she's still going strong. So, you know, I think there's that fear of it being successful um, that a lot of people uh, fear as well. So I think, you know, if we were to nail this down to lessons learned, all the prep in the world doesn't really make a difference unless you're willing to take action on that preparation, mm-hmm. you know, and maybe yes. also, um, <clears throat> guess what? Travel is not going anywhere. Right. Yeah. Wait, it's I okay, mean, you guys. do go somewhere, but it's not going anywhere. But <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Like, guess what, guys? Travel advisors are still strong, very strong, stronger than ever before, well-valued, well-needed. Uh, well-respected <clears throat> for the most part. No online, Google, VRBO, nothing's putting us out of business. I think no. every travel advisor needs to understand if there was going to be a time where something happens that was going to put you guys out of business, the last two and a half years was that time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, And it didn't happen. I think one of the important things that I learned in this past year is that you can do all this business prep, you know, work on, you know, your, your workflows, your processes. But one of one thing to not forget to work on is your actual mentality about who you are, your value, because that's something that you need to work on, on your own. You know, you could have Kareen set up your travel joy for you, but she cannot turn your brain to a point where you value yourself enough to charge a fee, for example. Mm -hmm. So a lot of that is just working on your own personal growth because that will only translate to your business growth. And so this past year, I feel like in the beginning, I felt like working on personal growth was just a side thing. It's not a priority. I need to work on my business first. But I learned that those two go hand in hand. and And once I actually started working on that, the way I viewed myself in my business as a business owner, as someone who works with clients, I learned that, Hey, like I can't be pushed around by you. You know, I double my fee because I am absolutely worth that. If you don't want to pay it, we're not a good fit. And that is not something someone can teach you. That's something that you need to work on, on your own. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Not not everybody got blessed with COVID confidence. Like Teresa did. (laughs) (laughs) 
or it's called dead inside, fed up. like Kareen, <laughs> or became dead inside like Kareen. I'm just dead inside. <laughs> Every time I hear you guys, you two crack me up. I just love you. You two are amazing. I'm just dead inside now. But I think that's we're going to call that confidence, uh, Kareen. Yeah, we'll call that confidence. Well, it's a realization that I can't yeah. control everything, and I accept that now instead of yeah. taking everything personally. Exactly. You know, there's um, uh, there's the four agreements at TPI that our whole management and leadership team um, and, and, and our team members, uh, we talk about all the time. And those four agreements really, if you, it, it's a book that you guys can buy, it's called The Four Agreements, but it's like be, impe- be impeccable with your word, always do your best, never assume, and don't take things personally. And the don't take things personally is the part that I think the majority of the entrepreneurs out there, especially travel advisors, that is the hardest part. That is the yep. hardest agreement to have. Um, I had a conversation yesterday with one of um, our advisors. Um, she had clients who their flights got canceled, rebooked, blah, blah, blah. Um, then the Disney hotel canceled their hotel versus keeping it, even though they had said over the phone that their reservation would be rock solid. They would move it, yada, yada, yada. Clients are trying to get on a flight and she's calling me and you know, I, I just said to her, I said, well, first off, here are some things that you can do because she's called after she's doing all the right things that, during travel. The part that I want to highlight was she said, but what if this goes over their budget? Because I said, be looking for a second hotel, look for a different hotel just in case they can't find it because all this is going to work out anyway. There's going to be a bunch of cancellations. They're going to have their room, but just be looking for a second hotel. I said, and there's two pieces of advice I'm going to give you right now. Number one, she was like, so should I pay the difference? in the cost of the hotel. And I said, no, ma'am, you should not. Why would you even think that? I'm like, I'm, and they have travel insurance. So good news. Yeah. They bought travel insurance. You know, they have travel insurance. She goes, but I feel so bad. I said, this is not something you screwed up. Is, is that correct? No. I said, you are not the airline, right? No, you didn't cancel this. No, no, you should not pay the difference. Number one. Number two, you also don't have to bear the brunt of making all the decisions. Have your client get involved with this conversation. Call your client and say, in all transparency, here's what's happened. Your flight got canceled. This happened. This happened. Here's what I'm working on for you. But you tell me, what do you want to do? Do you want me to try to squeeze this in? It might end up being more expensive. You might be paying for something twice before you get your insurance uh, reimbursement. You know, be transparent with your client. Tell them what you're doing, but also understand you are not a miracle worker. There are so many things that are out of your control. And she was able to calm down and she realized, she didn't need to take these things personally. Doing her best was being transparent. Being impeccable with her word was actually calling the client back. Here's where we stand. And get them involved with it. Um, and it all worked out, thankfully, of course. Of course, it worked out because yeah. she did the right stuff. And she's a great advisor. But it just made me think about how often so many advisors out there take that burden of responsibility so personally. You know, It used to be me. I mean, I know, it would just make my yeah. stomach burn, but now. <laughs> but I don't think getting your client involved also say, hey, here's where we're at. Here's what I'm trying to accomplish. Yes, but not too early because yeah. clients come to you to make the to process easier. So I don't like to give them a blow by blow of every single thing. Mm-hmm. But absolutely, when you're down to look, there's choices that need to be made, then they need to be involved. Correct. I don't want to alarm them before it's necessary. Yep. Uh, but I do. If there's a if there's decisions to be made, they need to be involved. It's their money. Totally. It's their investment. Yeah. Right. Totally. And that's what I was telling her. I was like, this is not this is not your choice to to have. You know. You, no. you need to get let them. And it's 
it's a it's a valued client of hers, so they have yeah. a relationship already. So I just didn't know why she felt like she needed to pay for the difference in hotel. Because that's what we do to ourselves. This yeah, is an emotional yeah. profession. Yes. We mm-hmm. bring, we make joy for other people. We get mm-hmm. joy from making other people happy. So it's yeah. hard to separate your emotions. I get it. But we've got to learn to do that because it's in a, you're an owner of a business yeah. um, that cares for their clients, that does something very, but you know, I always just think about how can we compare this to other emotionally charged jobs out there where you only so much you can control. I think right. of like the oncologist, right? Yeah. They, they want all of their clients to to live, right? They want to all have them live. They want them to have healthy, healthy lives, but they're not all going to. There's only so much. So how you handle that process along the way is really the difference. But you can't do that type of job and take every single, like puppy dogs. I could never work at the ASPCA. Yeah. I'd have every kitty cat would live in my house right now <laughs> yeah. as we speak. Yeah, it, I would be called the cat lady because <laughs> there would be 4,000 kitty cats in this house. So you just can't do certain jobs without that. No. So, yeah, I mean, I think, you know, for me, what I've seen from all of the advisors that I've talked to across the country, um, it's, it's, I'm busy, I'm busy, I'm busy, and it's exciting, but they're at that precipice where they need mm-hmm. to make some really good decisions, your next set of decisions and stick with them. Uh, because in 2023, is that next year? 2023? Yeah. Oh my goodness. 2023 is even going to be better. Well, I wanted to point out that Teresa and I, you know, we were at TPI Rocks last almost two weeks ago Mm -hmm. and learned that TPI had their best year ever, right? Mm -hmm. Best revenue, highest. Highest highest number of transactions ever in the 34 years we've been in business, including 2019. And we surpassed that in September of this year in September. So incredible. I think individual agencies, like between Corrine and I, I mean, I've seen that in just my agency, like this is my best year ever. And I I think looking at numbers, I doubled what I did in 2019 by June of this year. And so one thing that I did, and I know I talk about it on the podcast is like, I was just like, you know what? I worked so hard the first half of the year. I am taking a little bit of a break. And so Mm -hmm. That has helped me so immensely because now as we come to the end of the year, in previous years, I would just take these two weeks off. Yeah. But now I, I've i been feeling like since Thanksgiving, I want to get ahead of the beginning of next year. And everyone does mm-hmm. things differently. People feel differently towards this time of year. But this year, I just felt energized. And I'm like, I don't want to be overwhelmed when January begins. So I'm taking yep. discovery calls. I'm getting new inquiries. I'm trying to get ahead of everything. I want to send all my suppliers the inquiries into their inbox so that they can start working on it. Mm-hmm. And so then I can present the quotes and stuff to my clients in the new year because I want to start it off like I'm already halfway through, you know, mm-hmm. versus like starting from the beginning. And this is what I learned this year. You can run your business any way you want to. You can say, I'm only booking cruises that leave on the third Tuesday of the month. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. But as long as you make these smart, strategic decisions for yourself, Mm -hmm. you can be successful. Mm -hmm. You like her taking a month off of discovery calls only helped her business. It didn't hurt her business. Now, She's not lazy. This is not like, oh, I just feel like being, you know, it's like my mind needs this. I need Mm -hmm. this in order to perform at my best. Mm -hmm. Those are the kinds of decisions we all need to be making, whether it's that you need a break or you need to ramp it up or you're, you know, for me, 
If I'm feeling energized, I go with that. If I'm feeling low energy, I go with that because I can, because I'm the boss. You are the boss. <laughs> and I remember listening to your podcast when you announced that, Teresa. And I, I remember thinking to myself, wow, but you know what? If that's what's going to work for you and your clients, and if you really have a relationship with your clients, they're going to totally be, that's fine. I'm filling this out and I'll talk to you in a month, whatever that is. That's what they if did. Clients, yeah, they did. They're, they're going to wait for you. Like, it's okay. So often, and we had one of your other fellow advisors, I keep saying your fellow advisors, but y- y'all remember one of our top advisors at Think Tank. Were you at Think Tank Green? Saying yeah. how, yeah, you remember, how do I, you know, do this? And we're like, I mean, she was Turn in tears. Turn your phone by, off. Yeah, <laughs> she just how. was in tears because turning off her phone was so, do you remember that, Teresa? Turning yes. off her phone was like so foreign to her. And that's where the mental work really comes in. Like that is not a process issue. That is more of where do you find value with yourself? Like, why Mm -hmm. do you feel like you have to take every single call that comes in? So that's Mm -hmm. part of the personal development and growth. If that is the direction you want to go. And if it works for her, that's fine. But it sounds like she was really stressed out. That's it. Yeah. Like if you want to run like a machine, like a freight mm-hmm. train, and that's what makes you happy. And there was a time in my life that that was ha- when I was a little younger, mm-hmm. like do it, go mm-hmm. for it. Yeah. But if it's not bringing you joy, if no mm-hmm. matter how many sales you make, you're still not happy, then it's time for a little check-in to yep. see what's actually going to serve you and your life and your business. When you, when you take a pause in your business, it's not necessarily like you're not doing anything. I took a pause because I knew that that time of the year, I had so many clients traveling and just seeing how things were going in the spring, things overseas, like in Europe, for example, they, even though we did everything perfectly, things were not going perfectly on the ground. And they, those things were out of our control, but we still had to manage the Mm -hmm. issues. So to Mm -hmm. me, I saw that and I'm like, listen, I, I can't spread myself so thin because I'm doing everyone a disservice. So mm-hmm. not taking you inquiry calls didn't mean that I wasn't working. It was just, I was working on something else and making sure that part of the business was running smoothly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's not about taking a pause. It's about being really proactive. So you were very proactive in the activities that you knew were most important for your clients and for your business and your mental well-being. You know, in business, it has to make you money and bring you joy in business. It has to do both in business. It can't just be joyful with no money. That's a hobby. And it can't be a bunch of money with no joy. That's just burnout. So you, in business, it's a balancing act. And um, I'll be curious to um, hear from and you guys email uh, Teresa and Corrine on this. Um, but, you know, what is that one thing that you know, one or two things that you know I'm supposed to be doing or I want to implement um, that I just haven't had a chance to implement? And does it make sense for you to put your phone on do not disturb, so to speak, for a week? to get that implemented, to get caught up. You know, a lot of it's the processes like what Kareen does, you know, um, some of the things that Teresa does with the fam with intention. How can I give myself that time to turn off my phone, turn off my email and give myself that uninterrupted time for a week, two weeks, three weeks, whatever. For an hour. For an hour. I, I have to do it all the time. I tell people all the time, you're never interrupting me because if I'm not available, my phone is like in another room on silent. Like I don't even have it near me. I, I've learned that I don't have to be on my phone 24-7. I can just put it over there. And then people respect that because they realize, hey, and you know, 
they realize you're a human being and they, they, they kind of like, gosh, if she can do it, maybe I can do it. (laughs) Well, the fact is, is we are not oncologists Yeah, and there really is nothing that can't wait an hour. I mean, Mm -hmm. you need to have emergency procedures in place, but if I had a nickel for every time someone has said to me, I know what I need to do. I just need to do it. Like, and that is always my answer. You need some undistracted time, whether it's 30 minutes or three hours or a whole day, whatever it is, it's mostly email. People are in their email box all day and they can't get out. Like, just give yourself a break. These things can wait a couple hours so that you can do what you need to do to build your best business and life. When I was a consultant, I gave my, I did the Pomodoro method. I think that's how mm-hmm. it's called, the Pomodoro That's too method. short for me. I can't do the 20 minutes. Yeah, <laughs> but um, I'm ADD, um, so I could do 25 minutes. But what I did was I set my alarm. So I knew that at the end of the 25 minutes, I knew I had done my 20. So then I felt easy. Like I was able to ease into the 25 minutes because I knew I wasn't going to run away with time, right? Like I knew... At three o'clock, I'm going to be back on duty. <laughs> you know, I so say it me. all the time. Set the timer so that you can really let go in your brain and focus because you know you're not going to get carried away. Correct. You're going to stay on task. Correct. But, I love it. I love it. Um, you know, before we started, Kareen, you were talking about opportunity costs. Mm-hmm. I liked that. Tell me more. Tell us more about that. Well, you know, the three of us are um, Don Miller fan club presidents. Oh, yeah. um, and I was listening to, he just did like a, like a recap of his best advice bits from the year. And I was listening to it yesterday and he talked about opportunity costs. And that's exactly what we talk about all the time. When you come from a place of fear and you say yes to everything, you can't say yes to everything. So if you fill up your plate with stuff that is, you know, maybe okay or not really what you want to be doing, you that means you're not leaving room for the things you really want to be doing. Yeah. And you've got to do that self-work, like Teresa said, to get the confidence to know that if you leave the door open for the opportunities that you really want, Mm -hmm. they'll come. But if you keep filling your whole schedule with stuff that's just okay, there's a cost. That's the opportunity cost. means you're missing out on other things. Yeah. And if you figure out what you've missed out on and put the dollar volume uh, uh, amount to it, I'm a huge believer. My, my messaging going into 2023 for our advisors specifically is so often advisors have been saying they want to build their teams to help scale their business. And I think what I'm feeling out there is that many, that is not the answer for most advisors. The answer now for most advisors is hire an admin. Yep. And I'm even going so far as to saying not even a virtual admin in many cases. Some people, because you people are a bunch of control freaks out there, some <laughs> of y'all need to have people that are like in your business, like in your building, in your office a couple of times a week. Not everybody, but many people. For me, when I had an admin and assistant, she had to be in the building with me. She was at a desk next to me. So I could throw all the tiny little things, call this person, stay on hold for this. Hey, can you, you know, make a copy of that? Hey, can you check my calendar for this? Will you reconfirm this? It was for me, that's what I needed was a bunch of those little tiny little things. Um, and so that's my message for 23 for most advisors. It's not about scaling through associates. Um, it's about scaling through time management. And that requires sometimes an admin. What are y'all's thoughts on that? I agree 100%. Like uh, 100%, I am on board with, ha- with having some kind of assistant to handle the things that give you heartburn to do, because yeah. this is one of those physical reaction things 
where I knew this was not something that I wanted to be handling. Like I would just get so huffy and so irritated for having to do certain things. I would get questions coming in, immediate reaction, like just did not want to do it. So I'm like, okay, there's got to be some way for me because it had to be done. I just didn't want to be the one to do it. There had to be some way for me to make it so someone else could do it. And having that person in place just completely changed my feelings towards my business. Yep. And we happier. <laughs> got you over the hump into platinum. Yeah. Yes, did. The did. investment actually. Yes. Yeah. That's right. When I in, I think it was like 2017, whenever travel joy first came out, I got travel joy and I hired an assistant two hours a week. My personal sales volume went from 1.2 million to 2.3 million. Because I was offloading the mm-hmm. BS that doesn't make money. Now, mm-hmm. I've cut back to only sell- selling a million now, and I have two assistants. <laughs> <laughs> but I also have other you know, business stuff going right. on. So um, if I agree that having in-person is really the best. And I actually have one here, not, not at this moment, but I, that's what I have here now. However, um, I... I think that if that's not feasible, because it's mm-hmm. not for everyone, no, like I said, not. two hours a week is what I hired for. Mm-hmm. And it's my, it's my crazy sales how- skyrocketed. Mm-hmm. And, and, and I don't care what industry you're in. I've given this advice for 14 years. It's the same piece of advice. The moment you hire somebody to do those things that give you angst, your business will double. It will double. Yep. It yep. will double if you do it right. If you hire somebody and you throw things at them, whether it's via the Trello board or however you throw it to them, if you throw things to them to do all of a sudden, it, so it's not about scaling with associates. It's about scale to, it's kind of like uh, somebody was like, yeah, I just don't want, I want to have an associate so they can do all this other work. I said, that's kind of like birthing a child because you hope they're going to mow the yard one day, you know? <laughs> so it's like, you can't, that's not the same thing. <laughs> like you hire a landscaper to do that. So, um, you know, I think it's, um, I think that's, that's, mm-hmm. that's the message. Cause guys, it's not going to slow down. Great news. Great news. Great news. It's not I think building out down. your team will be helpful too if you build it out kind of like we have where we have people interested in different things. But I think it's admin first. Yes. And also, so you have time to right. build that team and invest your time into them, then spread your team out. But Correct. don't go right for more advisors when what you really need help with mm-hmm. is all the non-money making BS. Yep, exactly. And then you've got then you've got a good foundation to grow from. Exactly. Did we learn anything about partners? Like supplier partners? Yeah, like travel partners, supplier partners. Um, anything yes. new that you guys are going to do? I've turned into the host. Sorry. So, <laughs> I'm, I'm curious. No, I'm no, no. This is taking a load off Quite of right. us having to like be on top of everything. <laughs> so I will say I recently, when we talked about this supplier in our previous episode, but they were starting to charge a very nominal fee mm-hmm. for you to inquire yes. um, and for them to start working on an itinerary. And I know yep. that was something that was very out of the box in the industry. Mm-hmm. And so similar to how we are now charging design and coordination fees, they were charging, I think like if you want to work with um, a specialist, like one-on-one, it was $99 and mm-hmm. that would go towards your client's 
trip yep. if it if they book. And I submitted my first inquiry with them the other day, and I had a call with them today. And you set you schedule time to chat. Mm-hmm. My goodness, I feel like the initial touch point, the initial process was so different than the other TOs that mm-hmm. I did not charge the other other DMCs that did not charge that money. Mm-hmm. Like I mm-hmm. knew that they were on the ball, and so. Mm-hmm. To me, I think, I'm not saying that that's the right way for everyone, but that to me was just a breath of fresh air and a new kind of experience. And it kind of taught me something too about like clients paying me, like Mm -hmm. offering that kind of level of experience for them, like knowing that they can get this quality versus Mm -hmm. going to an online travel agency. Yeah. Well, I mean, Teresa, it's kind of like you, you said, like, you know, so they are, I I listened to their podcast. Uh, I can't remember, I think they were a travel weekly or maybe on yours or somebody where I heard about this and everyone there, they were like, here's the thing. We get 500 inquiries a day and the conversion rate is 20%, yeah. but I have to staff for 500 inquiries. Why not just get a hundred qu- inquiries and, ha- and have a 20% conversion? I'm making up those numbers. Um, right. I don't remember what he said, but the conversion rate is still the same, but they don't have to staff for so many wasted inquiries, right? So it's the same thing with you guys um, and the, at the advisor and agency owner level. How can you put into place parameters that kind of pre-qualify your clients, A, so they understand, yeah, this is a serious phone call that I need to make, right? Whatever that looks like for you guys, number one. Number two, how can I give myself that breathing space so that I'm not having to ramp up for so many inquiries? And Teresa, you took that month off, right? from new inquiries, not from working, but new inquiries so that you could have the brain power to do what you needed to do. So I think there's a lot of lessons to be learned in that. And I'm really happy to see that a lot of advisors out there are charging those fees or looking at it saying, Hey, listen, I'm, I'm, I'm putting something to, I'm curating an experience. I'm not booking travel. Um, the three of us did a, a podcast for just our TPI advisors that was all about marketing verbiage, right? And, mm-hmm. and you hire an advisor, right? You don't book travel through an advisor. You don't, you you don't use you don't use advisor. a travel advisor. You hire a travel advisor. So um, I think you know going into 2023, we have such an opportunity. We're at such a high. Our algorithm is at such a high, kind of like with Facebook, when you get a lot of likes and comments, then the very next thing you post, all of a sudden more people see it. Well, our algorithm in the industry is redonkulously high right now. So we might as well put out exactly what we want it to be, uh, not what we think it could be or should be. It's what we want it to be, right? Even if it's, I only sell cruises on the third Tuesday if there's a full moon and only out of... Right. And only Virgos need apply. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I think it's okay to experiment. Like if you think like, hey, I think I want to implement this. Let's see how it goes. I'll give it X amount of weeks or something. It's like, it's okay to experiment. It's your business. And mm-hmm. we are in this industry. We are agency owners so that we can run things the way we want to run things. And mm-hmm. I think that's one thing that was like very liberating for me to realize is that I can experiment with something. Mm-hmm. If it doesn't work, it doesn't work. But mm-hmm. at least I gave it a shot and maybe mm-hmm. like certain parts of it worked and certain parts mm-hmm. didn't. And so that part I think is really exciting to me in, in trying to build the agency that I want. Yep. Absolutely. So I think the theme going into 2023 is no fear. No fear, baby. No fear. 
Just do it. <laughs> yeah. No fear. The, the market is there to support what it is that you want. You're Hopefully, everyone who's listening is part of a really strong community uh, that is there to support you as you go through it, give you ideas, motivate you to say yes, to say no, whatever that is. Um, just, just to move fiercely forward. You know, we've said that for yep. years at TPI, just to move fiercely forward because there's always going to be somebody there for you. Be part of a good community, a strong community, um, because boy, you, you just can't find better human beings than people that are in the travel industry. There's just no better human beings out there. I just love what you guys do. So proud to be part of it with you. Love you guys. Love you too. <laughs> oh my gosh, this community is one of the best and it's the best because we're all in it. So absolutely. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. <laughs> what, uh, Jen, what are you taking into 2023 in terms of um, lessons learned, like for you and what you've seen as a leader in the industry? Um, I would say that sometimes pausing before um, uh, jumping forward is a really good thing. Uh, pausing before you pounce. Pause for just a half a second. I play solitaire on my iPad. And over the years, I've learned how to win at solitaire. I know this sounds really silly. But it used to be I would always move that top card down to wherever there was an opportunity. It was a red 10, I'd move the black nine down. And then I realized that I was kind of screwing myself up there, that I only want to make a move if there's another move that's going to happen because of that move. And so this past year, I learned to have a lot more pause and patience before I pounced on something, asked a couple of more questions before I made an assumption, um, a lot more of a curiosity uh, factor behind it before I just assumed I knew. And I think that's something that we can all learn from. Uh, especially business owners, ask one more question to gain the clarity that you need to be able to make that right next decision um, and, and rely on others. And so I use solitaire a lot to remind myself, don't just jump just because the opportunity's there. Wait, just wait, go a couple more cards. Is there another opportunity that's going to be the better opportunity um, versus taking it from the top of the deck? It's so easy to just take it from the top stack uh, when there's so much more good stuff underneath the other parts. So that's what I've learned. Strategic. Strategic, baby. I love that so (laughs) much. I mean, I feel like once you get to a certain point in your career in the industry, you are presented with so many opportunities, whether that's conference opportunities, fam opportunities, whatever it is. And in the beginning, it's super exciting. You want to say yes to everything. Mm -hmm. But then you come to realize that not all of them are good fits for your business. And you end up even if it's fully hosted, you end up spending and wasting time hmm. on things that don't fit you. And so yeah. that's part of the strategy too, when you're making decisions for your business, like what is it worth investing in time and money wise? Is mm-hmm. it going to benefit you? Are you mm-hmm. just saying yes, because you're like, oh my God, I, I've never been asked before. You know, I really need to take this opportunity because it might not come around again, but it doesn't mm-hmm. fit you. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times those opportunities do come around again. They come around often if you're good at what you do and the right opportunity comes for sure. Um, And if you find yourself in the middle of of something and it's not what you thought it was going to be, then shift your focus on finding something or sharing. Sometimes the best way to learn is to teach somebody else. So share your expertise because you just never know what you're going to remind yourself of 
um, Mm -hmm. as you do that. So if you find yourself always going to things because it's going to be about you and you're going to be learning, sometimes there's a lot more learning that you do for yourself by teaching somebody else something. I agree. Yeah. Thank you, ladies, for having me on. Yeah, thank you so much for joining us. We always look forward to this end of year episode because even though I feel like it's sad the year is ending, it's still it's more exciting than anything because we have a year coming with all this potential, all these possibilities, and honestly, everything is in your hands and how you want to take your business forward. Mm-hmm. Yeah, do that little exercise by having that recap conversation. Write it out now. What do you want that recap? What do we want to be saying at the end of 2023? Write that out. Like, I want to be able to tell my friend this, 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 and this happened, or my parents, or, you know, my business partner, or my dog. You know, what is it from a recap standpoint? Write that out now uh, and keep that handy dandy. Because as we know, when you write things out, when you visualize it, when you know that, you have a stronger chance of getting there. Yep, absolutely. And, you know, Teresa and I have access to you whenever we want, mm-hmm. but we appreciate you coming on here and giving everyone else access. Of course. <laughs> and I'm open to talking to anybody. If you're okay, I'll share my email address. If you're listening to this podcast and you just want 15 minutes with Jen Lee, I don't care if you're with TPI or not. I, I open, I'm, I'm available to everybody in the industry. I'm really super passionate about what you guys are doing. So my email address is J E N N L at tpionline.com. Send me an email, just put in the subject line, 15 minute sesh with Jen, whatever. And I'll send you a calendar link and we can power it out for 15 minutes. I'm really smart. I'm really quick on the 15 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm smart. Just it's, true. It's, true. it's true. It's <laughs> true. Well, Kareen, Jen, it has been so nice getting on, seeing your faces and right before the new year as well. So thank you so much for joining us and to our listeners, happy new year to all of you. Thank you for joining us for another amazing year. And we look forward to being in your ears in the next year.